Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will here with American Hard Enduro. Um, we are still trying to recover from Tough Like Roar, which happened last weekend. Today is Friday, July 10th. Excuse me. Last night we did an interview with Steve Thaxton with Bad Medicine at Fallen Timbers. Uh, me and Drew Kirby did. And uh, we talk a lot, a lot about what's going to be happening next weekend. We've been getting a lot of questions on format, um, how to sign up what the race venue is like, etc. So we address all that in this podcast. Um, so obviously round two is next weekend. Round three in Michigan is the following weekend. I've already actually recorded a, um, a podcast with Jeff McGowan for that. So hopefully in a day or two, I will be putting that out there so everybody can get all the information they need for both events and make their plans for the next two weeks. And then after that, we got Battle of the Goats, and then I think we have an off week, and then we have TKO. So this is a busy time, so hopefully everybody has their bike prep done, and we will see you guys at the track. Thanks. All right, so round two of the Sherco AMA East Extreme Championship, Bad Medicine at Fallen Timbers at Wildwood Lake Raceway in Little Hocking, Ohio. What y'all, are y'all ready, Steve? Yeah, that's a mouthful. Is that enough? Right. I've been practicing. Hey, good job. <laughs> so, how's the course setting up this year? It's. Uh... And the uh, Brent is doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, I've been pretty tied up, but I've been very clear with with him on what we need to do. Um, and so I'll be up there on Monday. I know they're doing a bunch more course marking this weekend, but I've got the GNCC. So soonest I can get there is on Monday. But uh, I know the property pretty well. And, and, of course, it's Brent's property. He knows it like every rock on there. So uh, we've been on the f- this week already just getting everything in the right direction uh, so really excited about it it's going to be very very similar to last year as far as the course goes but what we tried to do was uh, the complaints that I I heard about I mean I heard a lot of positive stuff last year but uh, one of the other promoters uh, had told me that there was a lot of complaints about people driving a long ways and only getting to ride for 15 minutes or something. So we thought, wow, let's try to make this. So everybody gets all the riding they want. And, um, and the hardest thing about putting a hard enduro or an extreme off-road event together is trying to build a course that sea riders can do and pro riders have, I mean, so, the only way yep. to do it. You can't effect- satisfy everybody. Right. So don't effectively get progressively harder as the races continue on. And so I thought what might be kind of fun and interesting, um, I raced bikes. Uh, it was kind of neat when they would do mountain bike time trials, which bike every 30 seconds. And you sent them through some difficult, difficult, that was one race that you would get scored in. And so um, I thought that'd be kind of cool to do that. 
So uh, we, we made the first race a time trial and most of it will be visible to the spectators. There's a lot of uh, what we call stadium trials sections set up at uh, Wildwood Lake Raceway. They, they host a lot of trials events. So we want to run through those trials obstacles, which will be very spectator uh, friendly to get to. You can stand 100 yards away and be able to see. And, uh, and so the first race will last five to and then we felt like um, that gets you warmed up on Saturday morning. And then Saturday afternoon, we'll do the easier of the two sides of the road. Last year, Will had the brilliant uh, idea of starting on the hard side for Sunday morning, which worked out great, except we had some bottlenecks. So we decided to do something similar this year and that we would start or Saturday afternoon, we would do the easier side, but take out the one bottleneck section we had there feels like they're getting held up and costing them the race and then um the on sunday morning we will start out on the hard side but we had uh if you guys remember section that became bottlenecked and then not long after that we ended up in brent's diner with all that big boulder Mm -hmm. field and that became a bad bottleneck so we decided we would take those sections out on the first loop. So you'll get everything else, which is plenty hard and tough enough. Some of the hill climbs and some of the and, and some of the hills it takes to hop up on some of those rocks. And then um, you'll come through the finish line and go back over and do the rides again uh, with maybe a hard section lap and then instead of coming back through the finish line you'll get guided right across the road onto the hard side again and we'll put the rock ledge section and brent's diner back in that uh should have the race out by that point so i don't think there'll be any bottlenecks on those two sections and um you'll complete the rest of that lap and cross the finish line hopefully before three hours and race is done so it's not it's nice. not going to be laps for three and a half hours. Once you complete what you just described, Steve, we're going to be done. Correct. Correct. It, it will be one and a half laps to be exact. Okay. What what any idea on ballpark mileage? I can't remember for last year what we were looking at. In general, each side is about five miles, so it'll be okay. about fifteen miles. Okay. All right. And then so just to recap. Saturday morning will be kind of a race through some trial sections anywhere from five to 10 minutes for the Saturday morning race. Correct. Correct. Then the afternoon rate. Will that be, will that be one rider at a time or? Yes, that's well, it has, a rider starts every 30 seconds. One of the things I got to make sure when I get up there, there are places to pass other riders in the trial sections, just in case people catch bottleneck in the first race but um so that so anyway just to continue that will be the first race and your time will be taken and so then in the second race um your time will be taken again those two times so now for your old where you are and then on sunday 
your time will be taken again, and that will be term that will be determined your overall finish, based also on if someone or and I I expect this because last year I was surprised that uh, <laughs> Wade Young, yeah, Wade Young just made everything look so easy. Of course, I'm sure this year, but the um, I was surprised that 19 people even finished the hard section. And um, so we great scoring session, uh, scoring uh, company coming uh, run by Kurt Sessions. And he has uh, designed it so that there will be multiple checkpoints out there. So you will, some people will get scored based on how far they get on the checkpoints. Cause I, I won't be surprised riders that, don't complete even the first half lap and that's okay. We've got checkpoints. So they will get scored based on when they're and how far they, so that will work into our scoring system. Okay. Nice. What, um, how are we going to be, what is the starting order going to come from for Saturday morning and are we resetting it for Saturday afternoon and so on? I I'm so sorry. You cut out for about 10 seconds there. How are we – what's the starting order going to be based on? Sign-up time or class or how are you going to do that? Do you know yet? Right. Uh, the first race on Saturday morning, I'm pretty sure we'll be basing that on sign Okay. But since you're really not racing against the clock, it shouldn't make any kind of difference unless somebody gets bottlenecked, then that'll be a problem. But it should – it should keep everybody clear. It's short. It's five to 15 minutes sections that there's going to be multiple ways through it. So that, that gets us set up there. Then for the second race Saturday afternoon, you'll be lined up in rows. So we will fastest riders in general will be first. Obviously we'll start the pro class, a class, B class, probably, the 45 plus, then the women, then the C class. Okay. All right. That was kind of what I was looking for. Gotcha. Nope. And so last yeah. year, um, I guess Wade, Wade Young won last year. Um, who got second last year? I can't even remember. Was it Nick or Quinn? Man, that's a great question, and I should know that. Well, and I was but, I was doing some Googling before we got on here, and I honestly could not find results, and I, I didn't have time to watch the video to see who ended up winning. It was not readily available. Wow. Okay, you guys talk for a second. I can get results. I know I have it in my AHE points stuff oh, yes, yes. right here. It, so, well, so Steve, it could have been Ben Kelly. Uh, yeah, Ben was there. Yep. And and uh, Liam Draper, I think, snuck up and did something too. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, yeah. But Steve, so back to the kind of the format. We got the Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon is going to be basically a lap on the easy side, minus that one bottleneck spot. So that's probably about a five mile race, correct? I, I'm so sorry you broke up again, but okay. that, I think you, that's a five mile. Luke, yep. Yes. Okay. On yes. the Saturday afternoon race. Saturday afternoon race. Right. Okay. All right. I, I have the 2019 results. Wade Young, of course, he won by 19 minutes over Liam Draper, and then four minutes back to Quinn Winsel, 
and then another minute and a half back to Ben Kelly, and then Nick Ferringer in fifth, and Josh Rukensmith got sixth, followed by Max Gearston, Chuck Galula, Drew Kirby, and Nick Mellinger. Wow. Woo-hoo. Top ten. Tough riders right there, guys. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, and, you know, excitedly enough, I think we're going to have a quite a bit more big names coming uh, this year with Cody. Yeah. And I know Cody's coming. I think Colton is coming. Okay. Um, Max is going to be there. I think all the beta guys are going to be there again. Max, Como, and Rachel Goodish. Suddenly, okay. Ron Como is a big name. Yep. Yeah, suddenly. Yep. suddenly. And I don't know if Ryder LeBron's coming. I would assume he is. If I, there's not a I GNCC. imagine he is. Well, that's a good point. But I don't think well, the, GN, the GNCC is this weekend, and then the next weekend there is definitely not a GNCC. So I can't imagine Ryder LeBlanc, after having the phenomenal ride he had at Roar, yep. not coming. No here. doubt. I mean, probably going to be a six-hour drive or something for him but i've been competing against his dad for years and his dad's been <laughs> phenomenal too so what a great rider carl leblond is well um what else do you want to put out there steve sign up wise or um you know obviously it's a two-day format this year versus last year was a one-day format what else do you want to talk about correct well i want to i want to say uh Go to wildwoodlakeraceway.com. That's where you can sign up. And I think uh, Brent got some stuff posted up on Facebook today for the bad medicine at Fallen Timbers. So if you go to that on Facebook or you Google it, I think it will take you right to wildwoodlakeraceway.com's sign-up area. So I think um, that I wanted to let everybody know about. Um, I also... Uh, like the fact that um, we are doing an elimin- uh, a non-elimination kind of race. So everybody is going to get to race. And I promise you, nice. you're going to go home tired and exhausted, but hopefully with a huge grin on your face. That sounds good. We are looking forward to it. Any, um, you know, I know you were at Tough Like Roar this past weekend. Um Anything we need to print out ahead of time? Have you guys, you know, got anything, uh, you know, implemented that we need to know about in that regards? Uh, That's a great question. We don't, at this point, we haven't done anything like that. Our signups, our registration, all of that will be standard, normal stuff that we normally do. Um, So not sweating that one. Um, Oh, uh, in relation to that, obviously you're going to, you can register online. We're also going to have registration open Friday night and Saturday morning. One of the problems we ended up last year with was just opening registration Saturday morning. And we ended up with a hundred people standing in line or something. So we want to prevent that. So we're going to, if you arrive, I think probably a lot of riders will be arriving Friday night to camp and preview the course and things. So they can go ahead and register that evening and, uh, they're taken care of and ready to go. No, no worries. Just get up and get ready to race Saturday morning. On a side note, Steve, how did your tough like roar experience go? <laughs> you said it, brother. Sad note. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a tough experience up there. I, I unfortunately last year I didn't get to make it up there because of the uh, it overlapped with the GNCC race and. Uh, I had raced it in 17 and 18 and, and 
Uh, Rob Moe and those guys do such a fantastic job. What a great club they have up there. And they really yep. host the top-notch event. And they they did a great job back in 17 and 18. And I missed it last year, and I came up there this year. And, man, it just seemed like the competition had gotten so much stiffer. And, um, and the course was tougher than what I remembered, which was nice to have such hard enduro conditions. Uh, but, you know, I got a thousand excuses that I'll keep to myself. <laughs> I not face up to my potential, and I'm not very happy about it. Well, I, I saw you. I was at Stairway to Heaven for that Sunday morning LCQ, and and you got hung up there in the rocks. And, and I kind of thought at that point, I was like, oh, man, you had to pull your bike back down and, and do a little reroute. So that might have been the nail yeah. in the coffin, unfortunately. It happens. That that pretty much was my nail in the coffin. Prior to that, I was doing okay. Yeah, not great, but I, you know, I think I was probably on par to qualify. Uh, but then, yeah, I things went bad. Yeah, that section that really, section got ugly. Yep. So that that's part of it, and and uh, you know that's part. If you won all the time, how boring would this sport be? Yeah. So sorry, Cody Webb. <laughs> Even you get yeah. Once was, in a while, it'd be awful, right? Yeah, it'd be awful. So that's what. Makes so when when does the gate open? Is it is it open Friday morning sometime? I mean, if yeah. people start rolling in. Yeah, uh, Brent lives right there on the property, so um, it's yeah. I'm sure it'll be open Friday morning. Heck, you'll probably have it open. Thursday afternoon. Thursday. With you. Right, and then we're still – Yeah, and then it's, ahead, Will. I was just going to say it, it's a really good camp spot, plenty of flat level ground, obviously no hookups or anything, but um, plenty of room to bring your RV or your trailer or whatever. Um, it's, it's you know, nice grassy area, so bring the family. Yeah. This is this is not tough like Roar. It's not – you're not going to fill your oh. trailer with black coal no. now. And it was, <laughs> no, and no. Steve, is it still the, the same setup? It was up on top of that old airstrip kind of – isn't that what we were camping on last year? That is pr- very – it absolutely – you swim and eat and you got creeks and the mountain. There's plenty of creek to play in. But, um, yes, he had – his dad – used to host motorcycle races and rock concerts there. So he put nice. a big airport up there and, you know, it's a park on each side of it now, but they used to fly in their airplanes, and put on rock concerts there. It's freaking wild to think that that happened back in the seventies. Oh, I'm sure that's not all that went down. Did Bon Jovi ever play there? Uh, I think Bon at that time. <laughs> I did send, uh, by yeah. the way I did send him just this evening and I, and I rarely send him anything to do with with motorcycle racing because uh, I'm not sure how he feels about it to be honest with you I think he gets frustrated because uh, he's not <laughs> anyway uh, so I sent him you guys had put something on YouTube about uh, and, and put it on Facebook about it was like a 30 second uh, just a a uh, quick video from last year's race. And then you had put in the background, the <laughs> bad medicine song. And I, yes. I, I sent him that this evening. And I said, honestly, when I said bad medicine, it was in reference to the native Americans losing the last Ohio. I didn't really associate it with your song, but that they put it. To it. So I hope you enjoy it. It doesn't offend you. So 
I said well, I will. I will claim responsibility for coming with that idea, but that was Blake Terry that put all that together. Oh. He, he's the he's the magic behind all of our filming and audio. Yeah, sure. I remember the conversation well on the way up to the race <laughs> last year, and it was definitely Will's idea. And Blake said, "I can do that. So, <laughs> we yeah, can do that." So he he made it happen. It is setting in his text message right now. I haven't heard back from him so. Either he's really pissed well, off at me for it, or he just had to buy it <laughs> Please let us know if he ever responds, because that, that's hilarious. I, I will let and you awesome know. And awesome at the same time. Yeah, okay. I'll sure let you know. All right. Well, wh- what else you guys want to talk about, Steve? Anything, or is that pretty much it? I, I, I wish I had so much more news, but I think I've covered, you know, the basic format. The, I, I'm, I'm very pleased that we're not doing the knockout. Uh, not that we won't do it in the future, but just this time it, it's going to put everybody in three races. Hopefully they will go home with a big grin on their face. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Of course, uh, we had some, we've had and still have some great races to go. Ours in um, Ohio were challenged in a different way because obviously in Pennsylvania, you've got a tremendous amount of exposed rock uh, that makes it hard and duro. And in uh, Ohio, we have some ravines and creek beds with exposed rock and, and a little bit of exposed rock on the land, but not as much as obviously they have at other places like down at TKO and Tough Like Roar or even the uh, race, the great race they have in Kentucky. But um, we do have uh, our share of rocks and we got lots of log crossings and um and obstacles that will challenge you. And of course it's Southeast Ohio. Um, so there's plenty of Hills, uh, that will turn you around and send you back to the bottom and try again. So, well, speaking of log crossings that oh, one man. last year before, they, right before the, yeah, before the overhang like cliff yeah. where I even saw that Wade struggled over that thing. He said, over is over when he crossed it very ugly. <laughs> Um, has that thing gotten any smaller? Or are we still talking about the exact same situation? As far as I know, it is exactly the same situation. Oh. I've been to that log since last year, but I will be getting Good there. Good Lord, that log's brutal. I will be getting there Monday. I, I have to admit, um, I ended up there last year with five other guys. None of us could get over. Nick Ferringer came through. Well, Ben Kelly came Made you look bad. While we were waiting. No, Ben came through. It took him three tries to get over, and it was ugly. Nick came through. It took him two tries to get over, and it was really ugly. So I thought, man, maybe we need to make that a little better. So that log crossing you guys had in that YouTube video, I guess Blake put that in there. And I I looked at it, and, uh, you know, it's like the steel shot for that YouTube YouTube video. And and the cover-up, I thought (laughs) – you know, yeah. maybe what we need to do is put a little kicker rock right in front of that. So you can kick off of that and up and over that log a little easier. So we may try to, to put a little kicker rock in there to give us a little ramp on it or oh, something. It was, I remember when I got there, Max was there facing the wrong direction with his helmet still on. Hey, this is Ben Kelly. Complaining how hot he was and how he couldn't get over it. And, and, and I tried it. I didn't make it. Chuck pulls up. And I said, all right, we want to help each other. And Chuck said, nope, 
he just got his front wheel up there, picked his bike up, and threw it over and said, come on, let's go, boys. <laughs> oh, my God. You're talking Mike Skirsten. That guy makes YouTube videos about how great a trials rider is, and he can't get over it. But a guy, and I say this Chuck. with all due respect, a guy with five freaking decades behind him. That's that? <laughs> Chuck DeLulu's yeah. a god, man. Oh, he's, he's amazing. He, uh. He never yeah. ceases to amaze me. I don't want to. Good thing he doesn't listen to podcasts because I don't want him to hear any of this. <laughs> but Wait. we should we should get Shelly to make it. Yeah, well, hey, so y'all appreciate this. So I'll let a secret out about Chuck. He's not very good at standing up on the pegs and doing trials like maneuvers. So yeah. we've all convinced him he needs a trials bike. So of course he buys a trials bike and he goes, Drew, I'm not good at this thing. It's just I don't know. It's weird. So <laughs> so we were there. And he's a I tall think, seat. Yeah, it was a real tall seat. So it was Monday or Tuesday, and I said, hey, I got bad news, Chuck. He said, what? And I said, I just found out about the format for the bad medicine. And he was like, I said, it's not good for you. He's like, what do you mean? I said, there's a trials event with big bikes on Saturday morning. He's like, you've got to be blanking me. <laughs> he was the look on his face. So, I, Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so. Because to add to that, last year. I asked him, I, I said, how come you don't have a trials bike, dude? How can you ride this stuff and not do some trials riding? Oh, I hate trials bikes, man. I'll never get one of those. Yeah. And then you're telling me you went ride trials riding with him Monday. So that's hilarious. Yeah, it was. And, and it, I mean, he, I think Nick had Quinn had been up there and ridden with him and they were, he couldn't get up this double step up thing. And they were trying to tell him you need to do this trials move. And he's like, yeah, leave me alone. And they convinced him finally. And uh, so he, he got one and we actually spent some time going over a log and working on some double blips and stuff. And he, he improved, of course, a lot, which now I'm thinking, why in the hell did I, excuse me, why in the heck did I teach him anything <laughs> or at least try to teach him something? So, yeah, but. well, well, I told him at, at Roar after the uh, second race on Saturday, he said, man, Steve, did you. Did you get qualified in? I'm like, no, dude. I'm going to last chance qualifier. I'm, uh, I'm sure you kicked butt. He goes, oh no, no, I, I I got in, but but it wasn't good. And I'm like, well, you're in, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm in, but it wasn't good. And I'm like, well, Chuck, you know, <laughs> even a god like you starts slipping. You know, we're on our way down, and those youngsters are on their way up, and they're kicking butt. Well, he, he he was telling everyone that was checking on him, oh, I had a horrible weekend. I didn't do good. And I'm right next to him calling him every bad word I know because he beat me. And so I'm like, yeah. what does that say about me, Chuck? I'm over here. He beat me by one position, and I'm just going, oh, man. So, but it's all in good exactly. fun. Well, you'll, you'll both smoke me, yeah. so I guess that's if you're no, horrible. I just told him, I said, just, just stop talking. But hey, um, You three were in the final. I didn't even get past the last chance qualifier, so it doesn't speak well for me at all. No, well, we're, <laughs> more practice and more physical ability, I think, is what we all need. Yeah, mm. for sure. So, so a little luck. Yeah, a little. Well, things are really happening and heating up in the hard enduro or extreme off-road uh, scene, and, and I'm so excited. I mean, and to see some of these guys – that are coming up, these youngsters that are 16 and 17 years old. There was a, a Prin kid, uh, Ezra Prin, I think, uh, out of, yeah. out of uh, Parkersburg, B Rider. Yeah. Like, I never even heard of this kid, and he lives like 60 miles from me. 
and he's kicking butt up there at Roar in his first ever hard enduro. Well, and, and uh, apparently, apparently, his father owns the Sherco dealership there, right in maybe <laughs> I didn't it's Parkersburg. Even know there was a Sherco dealership in Parkersburg. Right. So yeah, I talked to him in the woods on I think Saturday, and Ezra went by, and nobody else went by for like five minutes. And I was like, all right, who here knows who that was? And his dad was like, well, that's my son. And we got to talking. And yeah. he's just the coolest, most laid-back family ever. And I talked to Ezra later, and I'm like, man, if this kid keeps with it, he's going to be bad. I mean, and then the, the, the kid that won 250A, um, Drew, do you remember his I name? I don't. Um, was, it, was it the kid who got ninth overall that was uh, his buddy yes. the rider? Dan- yeah. Daniel Lewis? Danny Lewis? Danny yeah. Lewis, yeah, was was on a husky? Uh, I think he was. It might have been a beta. I think he was the kid was like a 120 pound kid on a beta, just destroying that course. I mean, and then of course what Ryder did. So yeah, well, and it's, and I it, looked at you know, awesome. the, Steve, like you were saying, the top 30 of us that squeaked through. Right there was, I don't want to say half the people, but there was a good. 35 40%. I didn't know who they were name wise. And people that beat us on Saturday that I mean there's the guy who got I think six overalls um Logan Logan, Logan. Babalu or um and, and it's not <laughs> Babalu but it starts with a B and and Chuck yeah. said yeah I was talking to him and he was used to ride trials for Team Sherco back in like 14 <laughs> and 15 and just decided to come do That's yeah come fair. do a hard enduro and get six overall and I'm just like uh, you know, it, it, they're just like you said. It, it's really good to see so many people getting into it, though. Long story, even if yeah. it does knock us down some. Yeah, it, it's athletes. Is it's really exciting to see things growing on this side of the pond, and and to see like youngsters taking pride in. Who's seventeen, um, and I hope he comes up to this race. Uh, and he's by no means on, on those guys' level. But he loves hard enduro. And, like, we go out for a ride, and he's like, Uncle Stevie, let's go over here and do this hard enduro section. And it just nice. does my heart good. You know, for years I've seen all these kids, and all they want to do is hit these big jumps, you know, and that's <laughs> what it's all about, big jumps. And and right. the kids that age now that are like, yeah, jump is fine, cool, whatever. But I want to go – get over this through this rock garden man and let's see if we can get up on top of this boulder and heck yeah love that it's so exciting to see the growth from the youth perspective absolutely well and, and we've got a we have an opportunity right now with covid and everything and everything being shut down that you know since we are an outdoor sport and we are pretty much socially distanced at all times that you know hard enduro and the world of off-road can kind of shine right now where other sports are shut down, so right. Well, I feel like we need to take advantage. I, I, I totally agree. Um, I was talking with my brother this evening, and he's a plastic surgeon, medical doctor, and he's like, "Well, I just I think your your GNCC season's coming to an end." And I'm like, "What do you mean? This is our last race <laughs> till we have two month break." But I mean, we're going strong. I mean, I I, I give. Uh, Rita and and uh, and um, Carrie Joe and and uh, and um, Caleb Russell's father. I mean, give those guys some credit. They they got in touch with some highly intelligent people, knew what they were doing, uh, and they were able to convince government entities that this was a safe sport from COVID, 
and that they practiced all the appropriate uh, viral, known viral knowledge practices, and we're racing. Right. And, yeah. And we got government officials coming out and checking out races and not having an issue with it. And one of the exciting parts about this, or maybe the most exciting, is that social distancing and other aspects, the risk of getting COVID infections at one of these races are really, really limited because of just the nature of the sport itself. So unlike so many other school sports that end up being contact sports that you have very limited, that you're going to be limited by government regulations in the, in the months and, and maybe next few years to come, just don't really apply to a sport where there's just distance between the people by the nature of the sport. So it's exciting right. to be in this sport right now. Absolutely. I, I just, I hope it continues. That's for yeah, sure. I couldn't agree more. So we'll add to that in our first GNCC back. That was like the second race down in Georgia of the year. And I believe it was in May on the starting line, Tim Cotter announced that motorcycle sales have been up since the COVID virus hit. And it was the highest February and March sales <laughs> in 10 years in the motorcycle industry. So I know my local shop, AOMC, which is also a huge online uh, at uh, ktm-dot.com. Get that little plug in for them. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) they they sell a tremendous amount of stuff online, but they were like, it's Black Friday every day for like two and a half months straight. Like they have these huge Black Friday sales and they, it you know outdoes everything else they have all year. Well, when this COVID hit, it was like we have a black. It's like Black Friday every day at this shop. They couldn't hire enough people to keep up with the orders. So yes. that's, that's awesome. And it's yeah, we're fortunate. That's same at our KTM dealer and our bike shops around Knoxville. I don't have anything in stock. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the on, floors are empty. Yep. On kind of an unrelated note, but kind of related, um, like a, a typical race weekend, we'll do 10,000 views on our Facebook page. And I was looking at statistics for this last weekend in both Saturday and Sunday, we had 50,000 views. Yeah. You had on five e- each, times each day. the amount? Yeah. Yeah. 50,000 on both Saturday and Sunday, which oh I mean, for a little American under a Facebook page, that's pretty good. You know, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's not just people in the U S it's people all over the world that don't have anything going on. And they're just excited to see something, you know, whether it be just a freaking Facebook live video from us or what they're, you know, they're just excited to see some motorcycle racing. Well, and right. right. So, hey, Steve, well, how do you, what's the cell phone service like up there? I cannot remember. Up in uh, uh, the race, it's not great, okay. but you do have cell phone service up there. Okay, it, once you drop down off the airport runway, it's going. Okay, but up on the airport runway, you got you got. I'm not even going to call it decent. Okay, but you do have cell service up there. Okay, that was one question we had. Okay, we need to figure out some boosters or something. Yeah, it'd be nice to have some boosters. So, speaking of products, I, I got to give this plug. So, our Mountain High Pipe Company, we are. Nice. Working hard on this thing. Believe me, if uh, if I could crack the whip any harder, I would have be arrested for slavery. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, we are pretty. 
frustrated at our situation, but things are moving. And, uh, you know, we had hoped to have pipes in January and we're in July and still don't have pipes, but we will have pipes. Just thank you. We've uh, production things and, and, uh, you know, we're learning as we go. There's a, a lot to be learned about this whole thing, but we will have high pipes available, but well, it's, I, so, I would love to give you a So day. maybe January of 2021. I'm really hoping it's not January of 2021. <laughs> Well, and I won't pull that out at this point, so I can't give a date because I honestly don't know because I had hopes. Right. And here we are in July, and I still don't have pipes. You, I know Will well, texted me about two months ago and was like, hey, what's the status of the Mountain High Pipes? Because he sends me a picture of a totally smashed pipe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you want one. I do too, as a matter of fact, but I'm still running my stock pipe because that's yeah. all I got. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I, I took well, a peek at your bike when uh, when we saw you Saturday morning to see if you had one on there, ironically <laughs> enough. That's <funny>. Eventually. <laughs> so, yeah, we will have pipes some, and hopefully this year, but can't give it an exact date yet. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I think I'm going to call it a night, guys. Steve, thank you for your time and all the information. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks a lot, Steve. Enjoy visiting with you guys, and I look forward to seeing you this weekend or next weekend. All right. Yeah, you won't see me, but uh, you'll see Drew, and hopefully I'll see you, if not Michigan, then Battle of the Goats or TKO or somewhere real soon. I look forward to that. Hey, Will, one bit of advice, though. Yeah. Don't be tongue-kissing any grizzly bears, dude. That's a bad <laughs> idea. Okay, well, uh, thanks for telling me that because that was my plan. But now rethink. I, I guess I'll rethink. avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> what about bison? Oh, that's funny. All right, guys, All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> thanks, Steve. Have a good one. See y'all. Okay. Bye.